Hey, welcome back to the 7 Dev Podcast. This is Christian Freeman. I'm your host. And in this podcast, we talk about hacking the software development world, everything that you need to know to get started in your career, to develop in your career, and any cool tips or tricks that I'm currently thinking about or find interesting. In this episode, we're going to be talking about building tools with AI, particularly building with the RAG toolkit. That's a retrieval augmented generation. Now, the reason that I've chosen this subject is that I I think it's a good sort of collection of a lot of interesting AI tools at the moment. And if you're interested in building with AI, going through the process of building a RAG project is actually a great way to understand the current ecosystem of AI tools here in uh, September 2023. So I'm going to give you some suggestions for how to get started. And I'll talk about something that I built recently that kind of handles this use case of retrieval augmented generation. And again, if you're not interested in AI, you don't have to listen to the episode, but if you're even been remotely interested and want to understand what does the current landscape look like and what tools can I put together in order to actually build something that's interesting. I think that RAG projects are going to be something that people will be building with AI a lot in the next couple of years. In fact, I think that most AI projects that use something like ChatGPT are going to basically be RAGs under the hood. So let's dive into it. And at the end of the episode, it should be a quick one. I'll give you some more resources to check out. If you aren't familiar with AI tools, maybe a GPT is, but you don't really understand what's going on under the hood. I think that building a retrieval augmented generation tool or RAG is a really great way to understand most of the things that you need to know in order to effectively build with AI tools. I'm going to be working through this through the context of a project called Langchain, which I've recommended a lot on all social media on Instagram or Instagram Reels and stuff like that. And the reason for that is that Langchain basically has a bunch of built-in tools that allow you to plug and play different aspects of the AI toolkit, different providers, combine them together in a way that allows you to build stuff really quickly. Now, there's actually a couple different sort of built-in templates and examples for building something that resembles a RAG. If you go on the Langchain.js documentation, and by the way, we're going to be talking through all of this in the JavaScript context, though there is a uh, Python solution for all of this. There's Langchain for Python, but since we're full-stack developers here, we will kind of default to JavaScript. There is a RAG cookbook example in the Langchain documentation, which shows you how to build all of this using off-the-shelf tools. And so I'll be talking about some of the stuff that I've built and also referring to that cookbook, which I'll drop in the show notes for this, ep- for this episode so you can understand what I'm talking about. But let's go through the whole process and understand what are the different pieces of the toolkit and why might we find them useful or interesting. First, we have this idea that what we're doing is retrieval augmented generation. What does that actually mean? When we ask a question of ChatGPT, or whatever large language model we're using. Maybe we're using something like Llama or Llama Chat or something else that you found online that serves as a large language model. We know that those models only have a certain amount of context or information. Now it is a lot of information. If you sit down with GPT-4, it seems like it can answer pretty much any question. But there are specific things that it doesn't know. For instance, information about you or your business or uh, things that are data-driven about some sort of problem you're trying to solve. And so what retrieval augmented generation does is it essentially takes information that you care about, say, for instance, your personal notes or documents and encodes them in a format that can be used to look up in the future. So say, for instance, I have a collection of notes. These are all of the notes I've taken on how I code and what kind of business I have and all that sort of stuff. And what it will do is encode all of that information into what's called embeddings and then 
and use those embeddings to provide additional context to any LLM that cares to ask for it. So just to give you an example, I, and I'll be talking about a lot of this through this context of, of what I built recently, which was a RAG. I have an example project on GitHub, which I'll link in the show notes, which shows how you can take information from Notion. Notion is like a personal wiki where you can add your notes and to-do lists and stuff like that. And basically what it will do is it will go and look at that Notion workspace. We'll take every document and encode it in a format known as embeddings. And then when I ask a question that ChatGPT thinks is relevant to that workspace, it will go and look inside of those documents and then pass that context, which is all the information that's in my Notion that is related to the question I'm asking and use it to answer that question. So for instance, let's say that I have a document which is everything that I pack when I'm traveling. So I might pack a specific sort of toothbrush and a specific toothpaste, you know, I need to bring my passport, all of that kind of stuff. I have this list in my Notion, which is a document that represents all the things that I need to travel and have everything I need packed. Now, if I go to ChatGPT and I ask, what are the things that I need to pack? It's going to use all of the context that it has originally and probably give a list of sort of basic things. Same, maybe it's very similar to what I just said, a passport, clothes, toothbrush, toothpaste. Now, let's say that in my document, I have a specific prescription that I need to bring or something like that. So with this retrieval augmented generation, it will be able to look at my documents and use that to provide additional context and say, hey, you need to pack this prescription and you need to pack this specific insurance card or something like that. So it really is just a way of providing additional context specific to the user or the context that it is trying to answer a question with. Okay, so that's a high level explanation of what the retrieval augmented generation project looks like. Let's talk about how to actually build it. So there are a couple sort of preamble steps that we need to do. First is obviously retrieve our documents. There's a couple ways to do this. And in Langchain, there is an entire section of the project, which is specifically oriented around document retrieval. So you can pass files. So say you have a bunch of markdown files, you have JSON, you might have some sort of Word doc files or PDFs. And Langchain has support for taking all of those, parsing them and turning them into uh, document instances, which is a class inside of Langchain. You can also use some of their built-in APIs. So in my Notion example, there's actually a built-in Notion retrieval class, which allows you to get all of the information from Notion and turn them into documents. Whatever you choose to do, you need to have some sort of way of taking all of the information that you care about and turning it into a consistent document format. Now, the next thing you need to do is generate embeddings. Now, embeddings are it's a complicated subject, and I'm going to explain it as best I can through the sort of full stack developer lens. Embeddings are essentially vector representations of your documents and of anything else. So a vector is basically a number. It's like a decimal or a float. Generally, I think I see these embeddings or I'm sorry, these vectors as values between negative one and one. And basically what it will do, any embedding API will take your documents and turn them into a long list of these negative one to one vectors. So my travel list, for instance, I'll turn it into an embedding and it will be 0.8, negative 0.4, negative 0.1235, It's like a long list of decimals. And the reason that we do that is that we can then use a bunch of algorithms to quickly determine the similarities between embeddings. And that's where we really get into the power of embeddings and vectors. What you're going to do next is you're going to store these embeddings somewhere in what's called a vector database. So by far the most popular one for this right now, as far 
as I can tell, is a tool called Pinecone, which I've used in some of my example projects that I've put up on GitHub. Pinecone is really good at both storing vectors and then allowing you to query them. At where I work during my day job, a company called Cloudflare, we just released something called Vectorize, which does something very similar and basically allows you to store vectors for any piece of information and then quickly query them to check for similarity. Now, whatever you choose to use in Langchain, there should be API support for it. And what you'll want to do is basically generate a set of embeddings for a document as well as store the ID or some other primary key for that document. And the reason that we do that is that when we query for future embeddings and try to sort of correlate and see if there's some similarity between two things, once we have that ID, we can actually go back and retrieve that document and use it to provide context. Now, the other thing we need to do is use the same consistent embedding API or algorithm in the future. So if we use OpenAI embeddings to generate embeddings for our document, we need to use it when we actually want to go and get a similarity between the question we're asking and the document. Obviously, if we're using two different algorithms, we'll have no way to know if things are actually similar in any way. So it's really important that you use the same thing as you move through your project. So OpenAI embeddings is definitely the one that most people are using at the moment, though it does have a cost. It's pretty cheap, but as you generate more embeddings, you are technically calling their API, and so it is going to add some usage to your account. So just keep that in mind. Once you've generated embeddings and stored them for a document in a vector database, you get to the point where you can start adding actual retrieval for your documents. And so the way that we do that is we look at the query that you ask at LLM. For instance, what should I pack for my travels? And before it actually gets sent to the LLM, say for instance, ChatGPT, we're going to generate a vector embeddings representation of that question. So we're going to have a very similar long list of vectors for the question that we are going to ask the LLM. And then before we even send it to ChatGPT, what we will do is go and look for matching or similar results in our vector database. So for instance, if we have a document that is called my travel checklist or what to pack when I'm traveling, then we can go and generate embeddings or a vector representation of the question, what should I pack when I travel? And using a similarity check, usually this is what's called a cosine similarity algorithm. That tends to be the most popular one, though there are other ones that you can use. The vectors should be fairly similar between the document, what to pack when I'm traveling, and the question, what should I pack when I'm traveling? So that similarity means that when we run this algorithm, all of this is in Langchain, by the way, you should be able to pull the document for this embedding and you should be able to use it to provide context to the LLM. So just to be clear, sometimes you're not going to have something where there's a similarity. If I ask, why is the sky blue? And I don't have any document or anything like that, that in my embeddings that matches that, we're not going to pass in any context and we're just going to let the LLM answer it from its own kind of corpus of data. But if there is additional context that we can use from our own documents, then we'll put it as context into the query, which will help the LLM be able to answer in an easier way. And then finally, the last thing that we do is we pass all of this to the LLM. So we say, what should I pack for my travels? It goes and generates embeddings for that question, does a similarity check between the documents they already have stored and the question. It finds that we have a document called what to pack when I'm traveling, and it passes the information inside of that document as context into my question, which then is used by the LLM to generate a helpful answer based on the data that I've passed and provided to it. So this pattern is something I think people are going to be using all the time in AI tooling. I think that most 
advanced things in the AI world where we see intelligent or what we think of as intelligent AIs that are useful, say in like a customer support situation or in a sort of personal, like I'm building something that I can use to work faster or things like that. I think all of that is going to be powered quite often by retrieval augmented generation. We may find that there's ways in which that process is improved. For instance, I still think there's a lot of improvement to be done with the sort of initial indexing and embedding generation for documents. I think that's something we'll continue to iterate on. But this pattern of retrieving information that is contextually relevant to the problem we're trying to solve and then using it to answer the question that we're asking, I think people are going to be building this a lot. And so I think it's worthwhile if you are interested in building with AI tools to try and build your own retrieval augmented generation project, just so you understand what the process looks like and get from you know start to finish how something like this would work. So I'll put links in the show notes of this episode to a bunch of different things, including the projects that I've built in this sort of world of RAG projects, as well as the things in Langchain.js that you can use to build this yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and uh, we'll post new episodes every Wednesday. And then also check out on social media, our daily posts on Instagram Reels, on YouTube, on TikTok. It's at seven, that's the number seven dot dev. So seven D-O-T-D-E-V. You can see all of the things that we're posting. Generally, we do daily videos about full stack development, tips and tricks for people getting into the industry and any kind of interesting hacks or cool projects that I'm currently checking out. Of course, a lot of this, as you might guess, is things like Langchain and building with AI right now because I think it's a really interesting and fun time to be building with tools like ChatGPT and Langchain. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.